We grow when we give. We grow when we give. We grow when we give. Nosotros crecemos cuando damos. We grow when we give. We grow when we give. Welcome to ROG, Return on Generosity. I'm your host, Shannon Cassidy. This podcast celebrates generosity at work, not financial giving. Giving valuable time, mutual respect, alternative perspectives, and genuine collaboration. Our very special guest today is Jose Peranian. He's a lifelong stutterer turned Forbes-featured global TEDx speaker on inclusion and resilience. Born and raised in Lebanon, Jose avoided speaking for more than 25 years out of fear of being judged for being different. Then everything changed. He won the Inspirational Speaker of the Year Award, delivered two TED Talks, and performed stand-up comedy in three continents and three languages. Jose has delivered hundreds of stand-up comedy and speaking engagements about inclusion and resilience at Google, Tesla, Dell, Amgen, and HR Leaders Summit. With more than 3 million views on Goldcast, Jose has been featured on ABC and Forbes. What I appreciate most about you, Jose, is your bright energy and engaging personality. It's always a pleasure to connect with you. Welcome to ROG. Thank you, Shannon. Really great to be be here. And I'll just mention for the sake of your listeners that I have a stutter. Everyone's internet is working just fine. Yeah, that's on the long list of things that I appreciate about you, Jose, is your humor and your levity. You always say something that is meaningful, helpful, and and light and fun. Thank you for that. So could you please share a little bit of your life story with us? Absolutely. I was born and raised in Lebanon with a pretty severe stutter because of which I avoided speaking for more than 25 years. I was so terrified of being judged for being different that I chose silence as a protective mechanism, as a defense mechanism from the world. Over the past three, four years, everything changed. I, as you mentioned in the introduction, I went from avoiding speaking to delivering talks and stand-up comedy performances all around the world. That's incredible. And your message, which I hope you will share with our listeners today, is around facing your fear, which you model so incredibly well in your life. So on the topic of generosity, Jose, what are some ways that you have seen generosity at work? I have witnessed generosity at work through different types of scenarios. One of those would be patience when 
I interact with other people or when someone else who, who might be neuroatypical or even someone who, for whom English isn't their first l- language, these are all situations where the other person can be generous with their time, with their understanding, and through their patience by accommodating for the extra time and positive validations from the world are, are in a sense, micro-affirmations that can contribute to that sense of inclusion and belonging that organizations are, are striving towards. So this is one that comes to, to mind right now. Absolutely. The empathy of understanding that your lived experience is different than someone else, the patience that you expressed around meeting people where they are, really being interested in them, and your perspective on how that validates the individual. You spoke about individuals who speak English as their second language, and I'd love for you to share with our listeners how many languages you speak in. (laughs) I stutter in six different languages because when you are barely able to say the words in one language, the only logical thing to do is to learn five other five uh, other languages. <laughs> I hear from people who speak English as a second, a third, a fourth language. And they often tell me that they, that they can relate to my lived experience as a person with a speaking disability, as a person with a stutter, because they too have at one point experienced in some cases a tendency to hold back. They might have wanted to speak, to share an idea in a meeting, to socialize at that conference, to take on that initiative, to present, and the fear of being rejected or being judged for sounding different got in the way. And that's an interesting parallel that can be understood through one of my favorite metaphors that I speak about in in my talks. And that's the idea that everyone stutters. That inner stutter could be the fear of rejection, the fear of failure, the fear of even the fear of success. And these are all inner stutters that act 
as as roadblocks and ultimately that shrink our destiny by stripping away countless possibilities. Absolutely. And in your recent article in Forbes, May 2021, which I'll share in the show notes, called Conquer Your Inner Stutter with comedian and keynote speaker Jose Perinian, you give us as readers three recommendations for how we can overcome or work with our inner stutter. And the first one that you share with us is to embrace our uniqueness in all forms. Can you tell us more about that? If I could go back in time and talk to, to, I won't necessarily say my younger self because transformation can occur at any point in life. So my, my pre-transformation self, if I could go back in time and talk, talk to that Jose, the first thing I would to tell him without a doubt is it's okay to, to be different. Own what makes you unique. It took me a long time to grasp this idea and it really was such a key step in my journey to embrace what makes me unique as opposed to constantly running away from it. And that is really how stand-up comedy had played such an instrumental role for me. So you decided that instead of being silent, you would put yourself on a stage with an audience who will probably judge more harshly than they would with other groups. And then your point of using fear as the compass, using fear as the catalyst or the thing that actually strengthens you, right? Like kind of embrace it. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. So I will acknowledge that that harsh reactions from the world are real. And I, I used to hear sometimes from people who would tell me it's all in your head. And I, I disagree with that statement because when I would speak and stutter in different situations, I, I would very often receive negative reactions from people. And those were real. However, one thing that had really transformed that fear into action, as as you just mentioned, the the quote that I often use in my talks, fear, fear can be used as a compass to guide us where we need to go. So one thing I had done for several years, I went to the mall and, and that was before the pandemic, where I would challenge myself by talking to 100 complete strangers every single week. 
When we come back, Jose will share his thoughts about the essential combination of external allies and internal self-acceptance. Hello, I'm Marianne Newell, Assistant Director of College Support at St. Joseph University's Kinney Center for Autism Education and Support. Located in Philadelphia, the Kinney Center has a twofold mission to educate and train the autism professionals of tomorrow while supporting and serving individuals and families affected by autism today. I'm part of the Aspire College Support Team, helping St. Joseph's University students with autism achieve collegiate success through social and executive functioning support. Learn more about our services by visiting sju.edu slash k-i-n-n-e-y. And we're back with more from Jose Peranian, transformational speaker on inclusion and resilience. Sometimes we solely focus on creating more allies, which, which is to me 50% of, of the equation. We want to create an environment filled with empathy, filled with understanding. However, we don't want to only do that. We also want to directly empower individuals to own their uniqueness and to take action in spite of fear and discomfort. Because when I look back at my personal journey, it wasn't only that the world suddenly became nicer, nor was it that I got rid of what made me different. On the contrary, it was really about engaging in radical self-acceptance and changing my relationship with fear, one uncomfortable situation or one moment of, one micro moment of bravery at a time. And it's the combination of those two uh, approaches, focusing on the one hand on allyship, i.e. the environment, and focusing on direct empowerment and inspiration on the other hand, the combination of, of those two, I believe, lead to, to su- sustainable and, and extremely effective transformation when it comes to, to DEI work. That's incredible because you're talking about radical self-acceptance. That's such an important phrase for us to think about in our minds. Sometimes we don't. And I think I'm hearing you say that it's this evolution, but it's really grounded in that radical self-acceptance. That's it. It's an ongoing journey. Every time I've, I've, eh, every time I go up on stage to perform stand-up comedy, I feel like that self uh, acceptance is growing. So we we have to continuously expose ourselves to these different situations that challenge our self-limiting beliefs. And really, it could be other things for other people. It could be you're in that meeting, whether it 
is virtual or in person. You want to say something, and yet that inner stutter shows up, the fear of being judged for having shared an idea that that might not impress others. And here, of course, we get into the realm of having imposter syndrome and and it is worth exploring further to uncover the self-limiting belief that might have given birth to those recurring inner stutters in the first place. So if you have this this self-limiting belief caused by whatever experiences shaped you, if you have, if you've struggled with self-confidence or with self-worth, then it it really is a uh, ongoing journey and it really isn't about s- slaying that dragon once that dragon will show up again the next day and we have to slay that dragon again <laughs> there are certainly mindset shifts that proved crucial for me the following. One, we mentioned earlier desensitization. Even though the fear is always there, repeated exposure to it will make it feel more manageable. And when we can change that relationship with fear, it stops acting as a roadblock and rather it starts acting as a trampoline. The second mindset shift is always contextualizing that fear and discomfort because the fear we might be experiencing before that presentation, but before that that new skill we have to learn, it's all relatively insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And it's important to remind ourselves that, hey, we have the luxury of being alive. We don't have to face our fears. We get to, to, to face our fears and become the absolute best versions of ourselves. And one third mindset shift is, is reminding ourselves why we're doing this. Because there is a purpose at the end of the day. I decided to speak after more than two decades of uh, avoiding it 
because I did not want to live a life filled with with quiet desperation and regrets. I wanted to fulfill my potential. I wanted to have a positive impact on the world and reminding ourselves what good can come out of facing that adversity in addition to contextualizing and desensitizing. Those three mindset shifts have proved crucial for me. That's incredible. The mindset shift of desensitizing by repeat exposure to something. And I love how you said the luxury of being alive that we get to. What a uh, it, it's a minor shift, but a profound impact to change that language shift from I have to to I get to. And then the third thing is reminding ourselves of why we're doing this. So staying centered in our purpose. So what do you do for fun? What I mean, these, these, this is hard work and maybe there's even a part of this that's fun, right? Because you're overcoming your fear and you're practicing what you preach, which is so satisfying to be congruent with your values and your beliefs. But like for, for recreation, what are some things that are good outlets for you? Yeah, so I, I do meditate every morning. I enjoy going f- for walks every day. Something, some, something magical happens both emotionally and physically when we go on these one hour long walks. I love traveling. I obviously the six different languages makes traveling more enjoyable because I can have all of these conversations with people in 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 their f- first language. I also like to play the guitar. I I sing sometimes, and that has always been an outlet for me because I can sing without stuttering. Wow. And and what is the reason for that? Different parts of the brain are involved with speaking versus singing. I believe the... The, the speech, the area that generates the speaking function is in the left side and the and the singing tends to tends to be associated, I believe, with more activity in 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 the right side of the brain don't don't quote me on the on on the neuroscience but b- based on my research that's some of the that's some of the explanations that i had c- come across yes that's terrific so jose would you be willing to sing a song for us 
I do have my guitar that has been staring at me this whole time. So, so, so let me go grab it. And on this note, let's begin the song. <laughs> change a nation but you're biting your tongue you spent a lifetime stuck in silence afraid you'll say something wrong if no one ever hears it how we gonna learn your song come on come on come on come on you've got a heart as loud as lions so why let your voice be tamed Baby, we're a little different There's no need to be ashamed You've got the light to fight the shadow So stop hiding it away Come on, come on I wanna sing I wanna shout I wanna scream till the words dry out Put it in all of the papers I'm not afraid they can read all about it Read all about it Yes! Standing ovation! Oh my gosh, Jose, thank you. Thank you for sharing that song, your gift, the words to that song. It is such a blessing to know you. I'm so grateful for our friendship and your willingness to share your heart and encouragement with us. So Jose, to close out our conversation with some words of inspiration, a favorite quote, a mantra, a life motto, what comes to mind? There's a quote by the Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius that goes, the Impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. My obstacle took me to stages all around the world. I'll conclude by asking the listeners where will your obstacle take you? Ah, thank you for being you, for sharing your story, your wisdom, your inspiration with us. You are truly a gift, and I'm deeply grateful. Thank you, Shannon, for for having me continuing to co-create impact. Our OG takeaway tip, how to apply what we've learned to our own work and lives. Two of many things that we can take with us, one, our inner stutter, and two, self-acceptance. What's your inner stutter? What area of your life is a block or challenge for you? Is it your financial situation, personal relationships? Maybe your stutter is your fear of change or truly owning your role in a challenging situation or relationship. We must overcome our inner stutter. Jose recommends we lean into it and intentionally make ourselves uncomfortable 
until we're not. So the first step, identify your inner stutter. What is it? The second step, own it, embrace it. The third step, take deliberate action to work with your inner stutter. The second thing that we heard loud and clear from Jose, own your uniqueness, practice radical self-acceptance. What does radical self-acceptance look like for you? Explore different parts of yourself. What do you like? Give thanks for those features and attributes that even you can appreciate. And what are things that you don't like about yourself? Something that you feel embarrassed about, ashamed of, or wish wasn't a part of you? Do you have an accent? Is there a physical feature about you that you often hide or wish you could? What's something so unique about you that you haven't accepted? And what if you embraced it and celebrated how that authentic and unique thing makes you stand out in a good way? It's memorable, relatable, and part of your design. Think about what radical self-acceptance means in your life and take the leap. We only get one of you. Look in the mirror and celebrate all that you are exactly as you are. Join us next week for Bill Strahan, EVP Human Resources for Comcast Cable. Until next week, stay generous, everyone. Thanks for listening to ROG, Return on Generosity podcast. Please help us grow by subscribing and reviewing us on your favorite podcast player. And for more information, visit bridgebetween.com. We grow when we give. We grow when we give. We grow when we give.